Hello, Top Fan followers. It is, uh, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and it's another time to talk about the numbers, or what I like to call by the numbers, jersey numbers. Tonight, we're going to go through 31 through 35, or I should say today or this morning, whenever you're listening to this. We got Jason Beck back in the house. Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. You bet. And we got Mayflower Dave. Dave, how are you doing, senor? Uh, the, the time machine is somehow working. Um, so, I mean, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, yeah, let's let's have some more fun with going by the numbers. Handing yeah. out shillings, baby. Handing out shillings, Dave. And there. sixpences and farthings. <laughs> oh, my. There you go. <laughs> All right. So that being said, we'll talk about some other stuff at the end. But that, let's just jump right into it. So, so, Dave, what you got for us for number 31? Number 31. Oof. There's an op there, for me, there are two obvious ones here. And I'm gonna go with the man, despite the mere existence of Tony Gwynn, whenever he stepped up to the plate. Um, I'm gonna go with Greg Maddox. Um nice. the most one of the most notorious pitching staffs in baseball history. And let's look, everyone, let's just sit down for a second. Have you got your cup of tea? You got your six pence and your shillings. All right, here we go. <laughs> Four-time four Cy Young Award winner, 18-time gold glove, which is among the highest in MLB history. Four-time ERA crown winner and an eight-time all-star representative. Um, what more can you say about him? I mean, he that stretch in time from 93 to 96, 97 was one of the best that you could have asked for in MLB history. Right, um, right. He won the four consecutive Cy Youngs in the NL, and he basically made everyone look foolish. I mean, he pitched a game with a, with just about 76 pitches. You don't see that anymore. You, you usually get pulled if you throw seven. And what's really fascinating is he retired having given out exactly 999 free passes. That's just astonishing for a career oh. that lasted as long as it did. Wow. I mean, I'm going, I'm going with Mad Dog Maddox as my number 31. An honorable mention goes to Mike Piazza. Great call, man. One more game right. than anybody. Careful with those honorable mentions. You might steal somebody's thunder. Well, oh, Sugar Plum Fairies. You're right. <laughs> Good call, though. <laughs> Jason, what you got for number 31? You know, fantastic choice there, Diamond Dave. I got to give you credit for that. Greg Maddox, the he was fantastic to watch, man. Just throwing pillows up there day after day, every start, you know, not, not doing anything special. But uh, 31 has to be for me and uh, watching a lot of West Coast games, Mike for the Dodgers, Mike Piazza, I mean – revolutionized the catching position uh, much in the same manner as Johnny Bench during the 60s and 70s. I mean, the greatest offensive, arguably the greatest offensive catcher in Major League history, 12-time All-Star, uh, Rookie of the Year, 10-time uh, Silver Slugger Award winner. Um, but, I mean, the last player selected in the, what, what round was it again? I can't even remember the round that he – he 
was was drafted 932nd round or something like that. I mean, yeah. the, the guy was lock, stock, and barrel, the greatest catcher of his generation. And prob- again, probably the greatest offensive catcher of all time. 427 career home runs, 1,350-plus RBIs. Piazza gets my vote, baby. I love it. I love that. I love that. I'm going to take you to a place where I think you might not have thought, thinking of being a Dodger fan, I think you thought I was going to go with Piazza, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to take you to a guy that is a Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star, only one-time World Series champion, seven gold gloves, uh, six silver sluggers, played 22 seasons, eight with the Padres, nine with the Yankees, Two with the Twins, two with the Angels, one with Cleveland, one with Toronto. Who am I going with? Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield, baby. Right? Secretariat. You can't go wrong with Secretariat. Yeah, yeah. I Listen, I looked at Maddox. I looked at Mad Dog. I looked at Piazza. I figured you guys were going to grab those guys. And so my, my guy was going to be Winfield because, honestly, I was surprised when I was looking him up and looking at his stats that he's only won one World Series. He's played on some phenomenal teams. Right. Um, including the 81 Dodgers, or 81, uh, I'm sorry, Yankees. But the right team won the World Series in 81. Yeah. Right? Right, Jason? The right team. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We know that they, that somehow, you know, that, you, that came to the West Coast. There you go. There you go. He won, with 90, he won 92 with the uh, Blue Jays, I believe. Blue Jays. No, yeah, yeah. Played it. He played with the Twins and the Blue Jays in, in several, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, that was the unique squad that they had over there because they had Devon White, Ricky Henderson, like all of your kind of end-of-the-career castaways type thing. Right? So, man. Yeah, he was a stud. He was one bad dude, man. Yeah, I actually literally ran into him coming off of a plane one time in, in Orange County Airport. I went to go back on the plane to grab something I left and literally ran into this dude. And I was maybe 16, dripping wet, 150 pounds. Nice. Yeah, that's not the dude you want to run into when you're when you're 150 pounds. <laughs> so, big dude, big dude. So, all right, uh, Jason, who do you got for number 32? Lead us off. 32, man, you know, if it was a football number, we would be here for hours debating guy, but uh, it's not. And so 32 is really a no doubter for me. And also it's a tribute to my son, uh, Julian. It is his favorite player, one of his favorite players of all time. And I'm going to go with number 32, Roy Halladay. Yeah, Roy Halladay, uh, no doubt, Doc, Doc Halladay. Uh, takes the cake with 203 career wins, uh, pitching for the Jays and the Phils. Uh, guy was an eight-time All-Star, uh, won the Cy Young Award twice, uh, won, led the MLB in wins not once but twice. Also, don't forget the perfecto. Don't forget the no postseason no-hitter as well. Um, but by far... Um, interesting factoid here. Let me double check this here. Um, he led 
what did he he led the league in complete games seven times? He no, he he led the league in complete games five times. Yeah. Led the league in complete games five times. Wow. Yeah. I love me dude some was, Dr. Holliday. Yeah. Dude takes takes it for me and uh you know, if I'm thinking game seven, I, for a long time, I've always said game seven guy for me in this modern generation would be David Price. But if I'm going right-hander and I have to have a right-hander for game seven, it's hard to beat uh, Halliday. Agreed. Agreed. And that's that's a tough one, too, because he's um, – this number is going to be unique as we go through it, Jason, because I'm going to challenge that one that you said, but I agree with you. I agree with you. Doc Holliday is the guy. So, Dave, where are you going next? Was, uh, I mean, 32 is so hard as a Phillies fan for me because there's two numbers, there's two players, and Jason named one of them. So I'm like, so you got to right. take the other one. Yeah, I got it. I have to, I have to go with lefty. I'm sorry. I have to go with lefty. He's the guy. That if you talk to any Philadelphian, they're like, name five famous Phillies players. Boy Holiday's going to be up there. Jimmy Valens. Okay, Sutley, Steve Carlton. They're going to be up there. Steve probably had one of the best seasons in MLB history in 1972 when he went 27 and 10, won the Triple Crown um, for pitching. Um, he's fourth all time in strikeouts behind a certain rocket, big unit, and express train. Um, he 10 time all star, gold glove winner. Uh, he basically put Philly on the map with, right. with Schmidt and company in the late set in the late 70s and the early 80s. If you if you weren't a fan of Cincy or LA, you most likely were a fan of Philly because everyone hated you. Because you were always there in the championship games. It's you're either facing Pittsburgh, you're either facing Cincinnati, or you're facing LA, or you're facing Philly. In which case, may God have mercy <laughs> on your soul because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Steve is one of the, is also a very crazy and is also working a lot with fellow teammate Mike Schmidt in getting awareness based for, um, for skin cancer, which uh, Schmidt had a couple of years ago. Um, they actually led to some like some suntan lotion and um sunscreen lotion dispenser stands in the ballpark to help combat the rising cases of skin cancer. So, uh, number 32, but number one in your heart, Steve Carlton is nice me. choice. A good call, good call. So, Thanks. Jason, this is where I thought you were gonna go. Okay, so this is where I thought you were gonna go, Hall of Famer. MVP, three-time Triple Crown winner, four-time World Series champion, five-time ERA title, played his entire career with one team, a pitcher, 165 wins, and still a Hall of Famer. Left arm of God, Sanford Koufax. That's right. Sanford. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, I, it, I, this one, again, was hard because how do you not mention Steve Carlton? How do you not mention Roy Halladay? How do you not mention Sandy Koufax? I mean, there's, again, there's a number of guys that have worn this jersey that are incredible. But, you know, Sandy cut it short when 
he felt like he couldn't perform at the levels that he wanted to perform at. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed that he was able to, to cut it short and, and still do what he did. So Sandy Koufax, number 32 in your programs, folks, but number one in your heart, Sandy Koufax. My, my honorable mention for 32, it was tough. It was a tough decision was uh, Adam Dunn in his White Sox period. So that was a tough choice. I'm holding tight to 44, man, when we get there. So beware. That's just a little foreshadowing. <laughs> ain't no <laughs> Reggie Jackson. There ain't no Hank Aaron. There is Adam Dunn. Get out of here. We got to love right us some Adam. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's incredible. All right. Uh, Dave, take us to number 33. All right. 33. Boy. Why is it that whenever we go up in the numbers, it just gets more and more frustrating to choose one player? P please explain that to me. Um, because I was torn, as That's always. No um, steady Eddie. We're going with Eddie Murray here. Um, the, the man is a switch-hitting machine. Um, he basically redefined what it meant to be a switch-hitter. Because if you look throughout history... And you look at the impact that switch hitters had. You basically had Mickey Mantle for the longest time. And then between Mantle and Eddie Murray starting his career in 77, 78, you didn't really have a whole lot of switch hitters. And then Eddie Murray comes in to fill that vacuum. And then in the 90s, you get Chipper Jones. Um, 2000s, you get Carlos Beltran. And then 2010s, it's... I honestly forgot who's in the 2010s for switch hittings. Um, but I mean, rookie of the year award winner, three-time gold glove and one-time silver slug award winner and eight-time all-star. Um, 1980 bonkers. He went second place for MVP voting in those two years. Um, 316 and a 306 average respectively. And I mean, if you put him behind Cal Vipkin, yeah, no. You're, you're going to get runs over no matter what you do. Um, yeah. Kavir, 287 hitter. And he had a, he had actually had a bit of a revival of sorts when he was in the Dodgers organization, finishing in top five award for MVP in 1990 with a 330 clip. Excuse me. Hello. Um, and a really fun fact about him is he is the all-time leader in MLB <laughs> history. Sacrifice give me, wise. Give me a sec. I got somebody knocking at my door. I'll be right back. I'm okay. the only one here. So, as he says that, I'm going to go and I'm going to agree with you. So, that was my choice, too. What I like about Eddie is he played 21 years, but you mentioned exactly my takeaway with Eddie was. You know, here he is in a Baltimore uniform for 13 years. And everything is going smooth sailing. He signs with the Dodgers. He has a, for Eddie Murray, a roughly a down year in 89. But again, that's that's hard to say when you're, you know, you're Eddie Murray, right? But 1990, yeah, he bounces, or 19... Uh, 90, he bounces back with 184 hits and a 330 batting average. 
It's insane. And fun fact, you remember when Fernando Vina got taken out by uh, Albert Bell? Yeah. Okay. Um, Who hit the ground ball to second base? It was Eddie Murray. It was Eddie Murray. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I I liked that uh, call, and it was really <laughs> hard for me to go anywhere but there. I will say this. Um, yeah. I, I will say that um, I was in business with uh, a couple of guys, um, and one of them used to be uh, – one of them used to be a teammate of Eddie Murray's. Uh, at least his son, um, his son, or I was in business with his son and his, his dad played with Eddie Murray. And yeah. um, honestly, I loved it. It Eddie Murray come walking into the restaurant one night and my mom, I wasn't there. My mom says, Hey, I met some guy. He's got really big hands. His name's Eddie. Everybody was asking him for stuff. And I said, mom, that's Eddie Murray. She goes, oh, didn't he like play for the Angels or somebody? And I said, yeah, briefly, he played for the Angels. So my number 33 is, as well, Eddie Murray. So, yeah. uh, nice choice. I apologize. My nephew came to cut my hair at this time right now, right? So that you have didn't to get work. going? No, 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 no. Okay. He's going to come but I've been trying to get a haircut from him for weeks and he finally decides to come now. So yeah. Yeah. And are yep. we still on 33? Yes, sir. Yep, yes, we're sir. Still on 33. Okay. All right. So I'm glad that we, uh, you guys got, um, yours out of the way here, but I'm going check this guy out with a six time all-star two time world series champion. Uh, 1988 American League uh, Most Valuable Player, uh, Rookie of the Year in the American League in 1986, four-time Silver Slugger winner, two-time home run leader, Jose Canseco. Okay. Okay. Teenage Mutant Turtles, guys. We're talking about the first 40-40 man in one season. Four-time Silver Slugger Award winner as an outfielder. But check this uh, Jose Canseco fact out. For his career, for his career, he averaged 40 homers, 120 RBIs, and 102 runs scored for his career. That's absolutely insane. I mean, call it what you want. I mean, the guy could bench press a Mack truck, but this guy was, uh, he put people in the seats and he was one guy I wanted to see play during that period of time. Jose Canseco. What is that, a Jose Canseco bat? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know you've seen it. The, uh, honestly, this dude is, yeah. Yeah, this dude was a big dude and he, yeah. He was he was pretty lights out. So good call, Jason. I like that call. That's a good call. That was, that was Thank good. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a very, very good call. Um, okay, so now we get to number 34. Oh boy. This is where it's gonna get nasty. Come on. All right. Let's Jason, you lead us off. Folks. 
Well, you know, it, it's it's crazy because I, there we all have our baseball Mount Rushmores, and uh, my Mount Rushmore has two number 34s on it. So it was a it put me in a little bit of a pickle today to figure out who I was going to choose, but it came down to uh, Lynn Nolan Ryan, the greatest number 34 that I've ever seen play in my life. Uh, let's start with the the resume, shall we? Uh, Eight-time All-Star, uh, two-time National League earned run leader, 11-time strikeout leader, uh, 5,714 career strikeouts, and seven career no-hitters. We're talking about the best, the Express, Nolan Ryan. Toot toot. I love it. I love it. Dave, where are you going? Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just realized that throughout the past like six or seven numbers, I've had exclusively Hall of Famers, and we mm -hmm. are still going to continue that trend with one who's a bit <laughs> unknown. Probably something for a page of mine. Hmm. Uh, Kirby Puckett. Ooh. You can't go wrong. Oh yeah, fantastic Kirby call. Puckett. It's a dang shame that his career was cut short due to the um due to his glaucoma. Oof. Yeah. But he was great, man. He could hit, he could field. I feel like I can get all the heat in the world for this. The 1991 World Series to me is the best World Series of all time. I will say it. Um Mainly due to game Arguably. six. But, you know, Kirby Puckett. Let's read off his very short career accolades here, why don't we? 10-time um, All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove, 6-time Silver Slugger. He basically helped put Minnesota back on the map in terms of baseball. They didn't really have a whole lot to go for since um, the 60s with Harmon Killebrew. So it was really right. nice to see a contact hitter like Kirby Puckett. Um just really carry Minnesota to the World Series, and he was an All Star in all but two of his in two of his twelve year career. He has a three eighteen career average, um, and again, it's a very short career due to the glaucoma. But you can't go wrong with Kirby. I mean, he was a really really great guy on the field, and he was actually born four days before my birthday. So. I got that going for me. Not the same year, though. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go ahead and get over. I love it. I love it. Well, I don't have much to say about number 34 because Jason, Jason has that nail. Uh, as much as I love Kirby Puckett, you can't do anything but talk about the Express. And... I had mentioned it before when we were talking about other numbers um, that he had worn, like number 30. Um, what he did in his career with the Angels was just fantastic. Forget about what he did in Texas and what he did, you know, in the state of Texas, both Houston and um, and with the Rangers. And let's not forget that he is ultimately a fan favorite by Robin Ventura. So Robin Ventura is like, you know, loves Nolan Ryan, right? Yeah. I mean, they're good buddies. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, there's got yeah, there's got to be a joke in there. Robin Ventura, Nolan Ryan, and Adam Dunn walk into a bar or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, there's got to be. Who's got to there's got yeah, something yeah. there. So, so yeah, Nolan Ryan, number 34, baby. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Bob had a 58-game hitting streak in college, which is the longest in any collegiate career history. Nolan Vine uh punched him 58 career 58 consecutive times, which is an MLB record. Make the most of it, right? <laughs> Make the most of it. Make of it. Yeah, there you go. Mayflower Dave, everybody. Uh, Woo! <laughs> all right. Dave, take us home with number 35. Where are you going? Number 35, I feel like recently all of my picks have been relatively recent, except for, you know, Steve. But, you know, I'm lucky some Steve Carlton. Um, We're going to keep it in the 90s here and go with a man who has the following. Hall of Fame career. What do you want from me? Um, Two-time most valuable player, five-time all-star, home run derby champion, four-time Silver Slugger Award winner, and a batting title. Number 35 to anybody who was very petrified of him, the biggest of all hurts, Frank Thomas. Um, His, like, Frank just, he he and he and Adam Dunn most likely had a home run derby contest and it ended with the world blowing up in an alternate timeline for all we know. Um, you You don't mess around with Frank and I mean over 520 homers a 301 career average um back-to-back MVP awards in 93 and nine and in 94 I mean his 94 career had it not been short he probably would have hit some records I think and be one of the be one of few players to go for 40 or more homers and for if we look at his 94 sat line real quick here a 353 average with 38 homers, a 487 on base percentage, and a 1.217 OPS and a 212 OPS plus. He he ate his beaties, man. He ate his beaties. Um yeah, you Frank Thomas, even when he got traded to um Oakland and Toronto, he still knew how to make some noise. And I feel like for me. There are so many other people I could have picked for 35, but for me, if you have a nickname as badass as the big hurt, you're doing, as as I always say, you must be doing something right. So I'm yeah. going with Frank Thomas. Yep. Good choice. Good call. Good call. Good call. What about you, uh, Jason? What do you got? Uh, 35. Uh, interestingly enough, I was I was considering number 35 with the uh, A's, but I think we covered that when we chose him for 24, as a matter of fact. But, uh, you know, to be honest there, you, you can throw Phil Necro in there at 35 if you want, or even Mike Messina in there for 35 if you want. But those are those are just kind of like the the second place finishers compared to all the statistics that uh, David just rattled off about Frank Thomas. I mean, the guy just like the incredible Hulk in a baseball uniform. He was just a massive human being. And I got to admit, I had a pair of the Frank Thomas uh, MVP Reeboks um, that 
were off the charts cool, man. So, you know, Frank Thomas takes it. And I, I remember seeing him get jammed on an inside pitch one day, get jammed and broke his bat and took it out, like, to right center. And I was like, get, get out of here. Who does that, man? Nobody really does that. And that was – that just kind of solidified his awesomeness for me. So, yeah, 35 is Frank Thomas, no doubt. No, dark, no argument. You know, I would – typically agree with you and everything that you've said boys i agree with but here's the thing i'm the type of guy that if i had to vote for the hall of fame i would probably be the one holdout so that somebody didn't get 100 percent. you know unless it was like a Derek jeter type guy you, you know okay i'm gonna hold out uh you know there's guys that are coming up here real quick that that could potentially get 100 percent. i might hold it out so i'm gonna hold out on the on the Frank Thomas, I'm going to give you a guy who played 24 seasons. Here you go, Jason. You said his name. 21 of the 24 were with um, were one. Two of them were with the Milwaukee Braves, and then 20 or and then 19 of them with Atlanta Braves. The guy had a mere just a few stats. Mere 318 wins, 335 uh, ERA. Um, game started, 716 games started. Pitched wow. 5,404 innings. Had 3,342 strikeouts. I got to give it to Phil Negro. Right? Absolutely, yes. Oh, yeah, God. Well he deserves 716? 716 starts. What were they giving? What were they giving pictures back then? Hammers and nails? What? Yeah, he probably could have pitched another five thousand innings and never had any arm problems. You know? Yeah. This, the, so Dave, in nineteen sixty-seven, to just to freak you out, he right. started in nineteen sixty-seven. He started twenty games, but he appeared. Um, he appeared in forty-six games. He had an ERA of one point eight seven. He pitched two hundred and seven innings. Wow. In 1974, he pitched 302 innings, started a mere 39 games. What? And won 20 games. Yeah. He started wow. 39 games. How many games did he finish? Uh, let's see. Complete games that year. Oh, my gosh. 18 complete games. You start what you finish, man, in those days. Yeah, yeah, you saw what you finish, and I think at this point in time, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, well, that that's nothing. Uh, go to 1979. Yeah, and get some six pence and shillings. Yeah, it, go to 1979. He started 44 games. He completed 23 of them. He pitched a mere 342 innings. Oh, that was it. That, I mean, all right, 208 strikeouts. Those are ridiculous stats, man. Yeah, and I have a question. Like a dollars a year back in those days, you know, like me, like that was a lot back in those days. But guys today are, you know, pushing ERAs at five and have like twelve and four mil a year. You know what I'm saying? That's just outrageous. No, they couldn't even compete with those numbers, man. They couldn't throw those many innings three or four years. Here's here's a question for for Mr. Nico. Do you still have one of these elbows? Do you still have one? If so, 
why is it not a whole gelatinous blob on the floor? Explain that to me. They should just have a Hall of Fame plaque. Like here, here's here lied Phil Nico's elbow. It helped him pitch to all of these things. Man. Oh my god. He put no no pressure on his arm, man. Yeah. The guy was insane. I mean, listen, I'm gonna give props to Frank Thomas. You guys are right. Frank Thomas was amazing. But I, I got to give a little bit of love to Phil Neeker. When you look at those numbers or you hear those numbers, those are those are video game numbers, right? Mm-hmm. 44 starts, 23 complete games. Those are video game numbers. So, mm, mm, yeah, that's mm. just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. those are video game numbers. God, what? Well, boys, we did it good tonight. We did it good tonight. We, we talked did. about some Hall of Famers. We got, we got everybody in in in. Uh, you know, we we agreed and and but we also added some. So this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next next round, the the thirty six through forty is going to be tough too. <laughs> Can't wait. God has mercy on our souls. Yes, yes. At some point, it'll get easier when we get up into the sixties, right? Just- Yes. Don't anybody come in with with uh, Rick Sutcliffe for the best number forty, all right? Because I'll just get off of the program right away. So yeah, just don't come in with Rick Sutcliffe for forty. That's just being forewarned. <laughs> That's it. Now I know my number forty. <laughs> number forty. Look at it. It's a poke in the bear. Poke in the bear. Don't do it. There you go. All right. Well, gonna, top top end reporters. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to us again. We enjoy doing this. We enjoy sharing baseball knowledge with everybody. Um, Zach had a, a family commitment tonight, so we missed him. Um, but we'll get him back on again. Uh, don't forget to go to topdownrivalry.com and click on the watch parties, man. It's it's getting insane. We got two of them coming up here, done gone real quick. And then we Ooh. just booked Atlanta. We booked uh, we booked Houston. We booked Boston. We got. Guys, we got a location for a Boston Yankees game Whoa. when they're in the Bronx in Boston. We're doing a watch party. Yeah, I, nice. I, I don't, I don't think we're going to get very many people there for that. Chirp, chirp, right? We're still looking at locations for Philly and Chicago and all kinds of places. So just click onto it. From the bottom of my heart, thanks for listening, Jason, Dave. Thanks for your time tonight, and we'll do this again real soon. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.